Tokyo's top moments. Now, the men's 4x100 relay is another one of these blue ribbon events at the Games. And the shock yesterday was the US men's team not making the final. They would have been an absolute lock to make the final, uh, but they put in one of the all-time shocker performances. The changeovers were terrible. Uh, They weren't lined up right when they were coming into the changeover period. And... The American athletics great Carl Lewis has absolutely put a rocket up them on Twitter. He said it's a national embarrassment, a disgrace. He said it's the sort of level you'd see in a college athletics meet, not what you expect from professionals. There was no leadership, he reckons, on the relay team. Absolutely blasted them. You have to wonder, given what Carl Lewis has just said, whether there was a touch of arrogance or complacency mm-hmm. about the American team because they... I mean, they would ordinarily, you think, uh, be the team to beat or very close to it. Off the back of that, though, um, that's what happens with relays. I mean, if you don't get everything aligned properly with regards to changeovers, etc., it can can unravel pretty quickly. And maybe that's what happened with the Americans, but uh, some harsh words coming from the United States. Um, What about our Belarusian sprinter, Kristatina? Simis Kaver, who's been reunited with her husband in Warsaw. Uh, the couple look to make a new life for themselves following, of course, her defection. During the Games, um, she arrived in Warsaw on Wednesday, uh, refused her coach's instructions to return to her homeland from Japan and was offered a humanitarian visa by Polish authorities. <laughs> Belarus was accused of kidnapping after the sprinter criticised the coaches. She was afraid of what was to come when she uh, went back home. That's uh, it's a, hor- it's it's a, a horrible movie. story. It is a movie. Uh, didn't we have a, a defection in Sydney as well, wasn't there? I that does ring a bell. And, and I think it probably happens at every Olympics because you've got so many countries involved and a lot of those countries aren't that amazing in how they treat their their people uh, and I'm sure if you're an athlete who's at the top of your sport and you come to a country like Japan or Australia or America and you see the freedoms that exist in those countries, you'd be thinking, geez, I'm not going back to where I came from. No. Fair call, uh, but that's just a, a terrible way for, for her to finish her Olympics, which I'm sure she was hoping would be filled with great memories, and now it's a, a mental scar for the rest of her life, most most likely. Yeah, and uh, we've got a strongest man in the world. In the sprinting, we have the fastest man in the world. In the weightlifting, it provides the strongest man in the world. And defending champion from Georgia, Lasha Taladza, again, has earned the unofficial title of world's strongest man. He lifted a new landmark, 223 kilos in the snatch, 260 kilos in the clean and jerk for a total of 488 kilos on Wednesday. I'm thinking of those numbers and I'm thinking in this room uh, the weight combined between us uh, he could lift all three of us and then probably double. Yeah, <laughs> It's just extraordinary. I'm talking about Kate, our producer you and I. That is just mind boggling. Um, 223 kilos in the snatch 265 clean and jerk two, 488 in total. That yep. is um... staggering. Uh, and so he deserves that gold medal. Meanwhile, Spanish teenager Alberto Guinez Lopez has won the first Olympic gold medal in sport climbing. This is one of those new sports in Tokyo. No. It's, yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I honestly, I, yeah, I like watching it. I have to say, it's quite an interesting spectacle. When's but... the next time you watch it? Oh. In four, three years, if it goes if to it's Paris. Still there. <laughs> it's, uh, and if it's not in Paris, I won't miss it. <laughs> yeah, the, the sport. I don't know where they come up with some of these sports, but uh, this is one that I must admit I haven't given a lot of. Um, eyeball time too, but nonetheless, congratulations to the, to the Spanish teenager, uh, Alberto Ginez Lopez. Um, he got up a 15-metre wall in six seconds. It's like honestly like watching a spider monkey climb up a tree. Or like, Spider-Man. Yeah, or Spider-Man. It, it is absolutely freakish how they get up there. And you look at it and you go, geez, I wish I could do that. 
But, you know, does it belong at the Olympics? Eh. Probably not. Probably uh, not. By the way, we haven't spoken too much about COVID cases, which has been a bit of a blessing over the past uh, 10 to 12 days. But organisers have announced that 31 new cases related to the Games on Thursday, another daily record. Wednesday saw 29 cases reported, which is a high uh, for what we've been going through. Uh, one athlete was among those announced on Thursday, another Greek artistic swimmer. And Greece withdrew from artistic swimming at the Games earlier in the week after its team tested positive for the virus. So uh, let's have a look at the latest numbers, the total numbers linked to the Olympics to 353 since July 1, which I suppose is they, they would have been budgeting, dare I say it in those words, but budgeting for an amount to come out of the Games. Well, look, it doesn't sound that great, but you have to remember... Sydney had 291 cases today. Yeah. Uh, and so to have uh, of the, you know, tens of thousands of athletes, support staff, media in the Olympics, uh, and to only have 353 cases since July 1 across that group, I think is actually a pretty amazingly good job, especially when you take into account that Tokyo itself is setting new records for COVID infections around the city. So the Olympics exist in this little bubble that's surrounded by COVID. Uh, and so I have to say the, the organisers deserve a bit of a pat on the back to getting to where they are. We haven't seen any competitions rescheduled, delayed, cancelled. Few people have missed out uh, after testing positive, but you know, I think they've been very lucky. No, no real major competitors uh, have been rubbed out. Yeah. Uh, that being said, they are in a very controlled environment as opposed to what's happening in New South Wales. We see people at Bondi Beach, etc. So yeah. it's a different <laughs> environment. It's a bit apples and oranges. But look, you're right. Uh, look, they've got through this, and um, you have to give them credit for that. Whether the game should have gone ahead or not, I think what it's done for Australians, particularly those in lockdown on the east coast, has really given them something to hang their head on because um, the mental health and, and obviously the financial and, and the, the healthful stop of, of people on the East Coast has become a, a priority and uh, the Olympics have given us something all to, to have a smile about. Yeah, absolutely.